It's something about the earrings, the hair, and the tie-dye shirt combo. That's my summer look. Yeah. I feel like we were hanging out in like 1994. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I did wear a lot of tie-dye in like the hair school. is a little bigger. It's kind of a little, a little bit of a bigger hair. Those yeah. tie-dye, the earrings. I don't know. It's a whole like 90s summer girl going to the pool kind of vibe. We should get not gonna like, actually get in the pool, just walk around the pool and flirt with boys kind of vibe. There you go. My little jean cut off shorts. Yeah, that's yeah. that's my vibe right now. Yeah, we should get you like a sweatshirt that's like cut off, you know, with like the neck that's like cut. Uh isn't that wasn't that the like thing? the Bill Belichick sweatshirt? <laughs> it's more obviously more like Jennifer Bealsy, but whatever. Okay. I don't I I'm, do not, I'm not familiar with the Bill Belichick. I am actually wearing rough. sweats right now, great blue sweatpants with like yeah, don't, don't ruin the fantasy. Okay. <laughs> They're cute. Anyway, people are still rolling on in here. Do we have any other chatter? Sarah, Uh, where are you coming at us from? uh, I am in my basement. Uh, This is my TV set. Uh, Sometimes I do that just to be fancy for this live stream. Um, But uh, tomorrow I'm going to Kenyon for my 20th college reunion. Ooh, fun. Pumped. That's exciting. Are all the, is the whole gang going? All my old, the old pals that I met in DC, like your old crew. Oh yeah, all my all my girls, all my girls are going. That'll be fun. Yeah. Where do you fly into? Is that a drive? What? How do you? What's the king? Uh, you fly into Columbus, but um, I'm gonna drive it. Uh, there's something I need that seven hour yeah. stretch to put on like Martin Sexton and a few other like things to hit for 2002 and uh, get me get me in the right frame of mind. I don't remember Martin Sexton. Yeah, that doesn't ring a bell for me. He was big. He was big in the small liberal arts school community. I mean, I went. I graduated from Ball State. It wasn't that much further in the Midwest. I we mean, all know. We know where you fancier. graduated, Amanda. Uh, oh yeah, Dinesh Dine- 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 knows where I graduated. Know. You went to that. That was a really solid beef with Dinesh. Thought was it was excellent. It was sort of fun, but not fun to watch all the way through. I mean, I. I think I, I put uh, Jonathan and Adam on Slack. It's like, I wrote, I watched something too stupid for words, but here's 1500 of them because every iteration of the movie was just like, this is so dumb. It's so easily disproven, but I have to keep watching this all the way through. And it's just like, you know, there were, there were shots, so many shots of just Dinesh walking in front of like the Supreme court, Dinesh walking in front of the Capitol Hill, narrating to himself. And that I, I could have written 1500 words just on that alone, but I did try to tackle the substance and that was a lot of fun. And he's probably going to make more, unfortunately, because he grossed what, $10 million or something. Yeah. Just real quick. Is Ben Parker on the screen? Does everyone else see Ben Parker? I saw. It is that his like, laundry? It looks like Ben Parker's. Is this like the Blair Witch Project saying? in a basement? Yeah. I think this is an accident that could be potentially embarrassing for somebody. Oh yep. boy. Yeah. You mean if they start kissing? I don't know. Um, Somebody should okay. <laughs> um, uh oh, we're back. Oh wait, it's right, Jim, Jim Swift, Swift here, stepping in and kicking people out. Sorry. Thank you, Jim Swift. Okay, okay. we're let's get the, let's get the show actually started here. Yeah. Um, welcome to Thursday Night Bulwark. I'm Tim Miller, doing the hosting with my BFFs Amanda Carpenter and Sarah Longwell. Um, I want to start. Obviously, what happened in Uvalde is not about us, but I, I do. I just kind of want to do a temp check with everybody Uh, this one hit me pretty bad um about as bad as one's hit me in a while so just wondering where's everybody's heads at kind of frame up the conversation i don't know maybe sarah you want to 
set the tone? Yeah, I mean, JBL and I did our, we recorded the secret podcast uh, this afternoon. So we kind of went deep on this. Um, and I would just say at the outset, like as a human, not as like somebody analyzing the politics of it, there is something about having little kids that like this stuff hits totally different than it did um, 10 years ago, five or six years ago. Um, because, and, and, and not just the shooting aspect of it, um, both the identification with the parents and like the trauma of the parents, um, feels very immediate. And I think for parents, um, but also the ephemera of the debate around it that comes from like the live shooter drills that our kids are experiencing. Um, my kids have not done that yet to my knowledge, and I don't want them to do it. Like I am, um, uh, I, I told JBL, I, I spent all day yesterday writing tweets and then putting them in my drafts. Um, because Will you be were, reading all of them at, during tonight's show? Uh, no, I mean, a lot of them are just, they're just, because they're just rage filled. You know, they're not helpful. They're not useful. They are me being so angry. And, and, and like, one of the things I was talking about with JBL is part of it is these are unspeakable unfathomable things that happen. And so you're looking for a place to place your rage at these things that happen. And so like Ted Cruz talking about doors seems like a good target, but like me going on Twitter, talking about how repellent uh, Ted Cruz is, how obvious their, um, their distraction game is uh, like, is not useful for anybody. And so I was just drafting a lot of stuff, but um, my heart breaks for those parents. I, 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 at some point I was like, I'm going to, I'm not going to watch anymore. But then today I went and watched the video of the parents pleading with the police officers to go in. And like, um, Oh my God. It's just, it's, um, I don't know who can. Yeah. Amanda, where's your head? Yeah. I mean, I would say I, you know, my kids were small when I got Sandy hook. I came to keep that Parkland happened. I remember my kids were at a, you know, very small. Um, and it changed completely the way I thought about where I put them into school, what kind of school I would put them in. Um, you know, I want to get too much into it, but you know, there is a school that's very accessible to me. And I had a talk very soon after with the elementary school teacher saying, you know, what can we do to support you? And they just, the, the woman said to me, I don't know what I would do. We don't have a plan. We're not prepared for this. And at that point I said, my kids will never go to school there. And like it, we, my kid, we, we go to a lot of trouble for my kids to go somewhere far away that has a resource officer that is small where I feel like they're safe. And that was many years ago. I made that decision. Not everybody can make that decision, but that thing that happened many years ago radically changed the way I parent my kids and the choice of schools. And even now I don't feel like there's much I can do. What more can you do? What more can you do? then be present. And so I actually knew yesterday I was out for a run, came back to the car, saw the news of what was happening. And I had to be at my kid's school today. My daughter has a state fair. I was like, I can't watch this right now and be on campus. And other people, other parents were feeling the same way. Everybody's looking, do you know, do you know, have you talked to your kids about it? Uh, The principal sent an email saying, you know, we, they have a policy, they do shooter drills, but they don't tell them what they're for. They don't, they don't, they don't know why they just say they have a way that like get to the classroom, 
they have buses, you know, they have a system that they do, but the kids don't know exactly why, because they're small. This is lower school. Yeah. And now they're saying, listen, the older kids know they're talking about it. We are not going to have a talk in school about it, but you guys need to figure out how to do that. And now they're of the age, you know, fourth grade. Um, I have to figure out how to do that because I need to talk with them about it before the older kids do. And I have no clue. How do you do that without damaging them? How do you, how do you say this, this is what happened. That's what they're talking about. You know, I can't even watch this stuff because it'll mess me up. But here's one of the things about it. Like, I feel like there was a period of time where you could have said to your kids, like, this is a horrible thing that happened in a place, but it's not going to happen to you. Like you do not need to spend your life worrying about this. And we've hit a point where it happens so often that you cannot honestly say to your kid, there's no chance that this happens to you. Like it feels ubiquitous enough that you're like, you have to tell them that it's a reality. And, and, and that's the part that makes me infuriated that in the, you know, JBL and I have, as we do fight a little bit. Um, and I think our, the main nub of our disagreement is one of the things that causes me um, side rage on this. So not the, the there's the central rage. Central rage. And the, but the side rage is the way that there was so much defeatism, right? Like JBL wrote yes. this, everybody's like, there's nothing we can do about this. You know, the red states have too much power and there's just, the, there's just nothing we can do about this. And I do not believe that. I don't believe it. I refuse I wanna, to. I, yeah. I want to get into that next. And I just, I, cause I think that it's why I asked at the top, like how you're feeling about it. I do. I, I don't, I, I, I know what JVL's position is. I read his newsletter. I don't know if you did. Um, and I think it's a sensible uh, position. There's not much that can be done. I, I share your not being able to agree with that. I want to talk about that. But I, the reason why I asked is like, these things are so horrifying, right? That, that I, do, I do feel like there is a, you know, there are windows of potential action, not what everybody wants, but of things that potentially happen. And it's because... People really just don't know what to do. And I was getting, I've, I've been getting Instagram messages, DMs from old friend, high school friends, moms and stuff. They're like, what do we do? How do we do something about this? How do I act? How do I get engaged in politics? Like, how do I help do more? Because you just watch these videos. I mean, I just haven't, I like haven't been able to sleep the last two nights. You just watch these videos of those parents and like the guy, Angel, who is like helping the one girl with the blood on her. And then he asks the girl, like, and she says her friend died and he, you know, and he's like, who is your friend? And it was his daughter. And that's how he found out. That's how he found out. And so like, you just have to be completely ghoulish. We're about to learn. We're about, we can spend the last half an hour talking about the fucking ghouls. But we have to be completely ghoulish to like hear that and say nothing, right? Like it just, it is a category difference from, you know, whatever, the Las Vegas bump stock guy. But that yielded something, right? Bump stocks happened after that, you know? And like, so... It shouldn't take this stuff, but anyway, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I do think that it's hard. I don't, I, it's just hard for me to gauge. Like you sit in your, we're in our homes. I don't go into an office anymore. Like, am I an outlier that I'm just like fucking watching all these videos of these parents? I just can't stop. Um, but I don't think so um, based on the incoming I've been getting. Um, so anyway, that, that leads me to this next point, which is this, which is where you were trying to go, Sarah. Um, and so I'll let you talk first, but I, I don't, I kind of don't share the hopelessness. I mean, I, there's a there's this sort of a, there's this sort of existential hopelessness, right? Which is like kind of what JVL gets into his newsletter, which is already 400 million guns. People are going to die from guns no matter what you do. 
So I, that hopelessness is kind of hard to argue with. But I, I don't really share the practical hopelessness that like nothing is going to happen. So anyway, why don't, why don't you, where, where were you going with that? Yeah, I mean, so I, I do think that part of the problem and the reason people feel hopeless is past this prologue, like we've seen this before. So I, I, there's the difference between sort of the analysis piece where there's reason for pessimism. Like if nothing happened after Sandy Hook, what's gonna lead us to believe this? But I would temper that with the idea that like part of the problem is, is that we don't sustain our anger and we don't have specific calls to action. I think that, um, you know, when Ben Shapiro, um, who I've got to say, I really loathe, uh, and, and it's just been fucking so, so horrible, so loathsome. Dude, um, my, and- my producer, you just appreciate this. Sarah is just a side rage thing. The producer for not my party. I did, we had to switch not my party and make it about, about this. So it's coming out tomorrow. And I just had the kind of like a sidebar anti Ben Shapiro rant that I put in there. That was kind of for no reason, but just because I was so infuriated by his tweets and, he drew text me. He's like, dude, I don't know. I don't know that this Ben Shapiro rant, side rant works. Do a whole. So do I think a we're whole. Cut that. I think we're gonna have to cut that. Anyway, I, we can do it. I can do it on the show. Uh, but anyway, go go ahead. Go ahead. But he, he, he tweet- you're, you're talking about how when he tweets that there's nothing, you know, do something. Yeah, he was like, he was like, the, the 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 broad calls for do something is not, you know, that's just you guys emoting and like that's not really productive and like. I, I say I loathe him, but he's got a little bit of a point in the sense that um, I think that there is broad anger and there is a lot of like, this shouldn't be this way. What are things like, like what specifically can we do? What should a call to action be that is doable? And I guess the reason I understand that what JBL is saying about the broad conditions, but like just take just school shootings, just school shootings. It's a phenomenon only of our country. And one of the reasons it is only of our country, who are the people that are going into schools with guns? They are 18 year olds who can get them and who still have access to the schools and a connection to the schools. Saying something like, you know what? 21 year olds, you gotta be 21. You gotta be 21 to drink. You gotta be 21 to get a fire, two max capacity rifles that have uh, and 30 rounds of ammunition or whatever it is that he got. And because, 18 year olds have access. The reason that they raised the drinking age, and I'm pretty liberal about drinking, but the reason that they raised it is because 18 year olds had access to 16, 17, and 15 year olds, right? It was really easy to get booze if you were younger because you knew a bunch of 18 year olds. A bunch of 17 year olds don't actually know a lot of 21 year olds because right. you've, you've created a disconnect, right? You've moved you on. The one kid the, with the yeah. older brother who's got to buy it for everybody. It's you know? real hard. It's real hard. I know. I mean, I tried everything in the book <laughs> when I was that age, right? And then you're usually standing outside the quickie mart with like a $30 being like, you get 10 bucks if you go buy this for me. <laughs> and, you know, most adults were like, absolutely not. And so you found someone grody to do it for you. That's a lot of work. And it is not a lot of work to order something off the internet and to like, have your trauma and angst connected to your school, right? As an 18 year old. And so like you severing that. So just raising it to 21, you know what? The argument, the counter argument to that is like, well, you give, you give uh, 18 year olds firearms, they join the military and you're like, great. But you're not going to go join the military. They will train you. They will give you a firearm. They will keep really good tabs on it. um, And there will be responsible people looking out for it. I'm for that. So this is just to me, when people talk about common sense gun reform, 
this is one of those things where you're like, okay, everyone get on the same page about this, about school shootings and that 18 year olds should not have access to these weapons. Who can be against this? Just like, man, I want to go to you because, but you're just, you're hitting the number of my number one rage thing, which is the fucking conservative assholes who are tweeting about how, oh, this is, it's the same thing after every one of these. You can't do something because, you know, background checks wouldn't have done anything in Uva in Uvalde or in Buffalo because because they would have passed them. And it's like, OK, but the 21 year old change would have done something. And you cannot tell me that these two kids could have both gotten fucking multiple assault rifles easily. At, at minimum, it would have slowed it down. And the more time you have, the better. It would have been more time for them to, like, you know, for the grandma to call the cop on them or more time for maybe he only gets a handgun and only four kids are dead. You know, I don't know. At minimum, it would have slowed him the fuck down. But, like, he was able just to get on the internet and do this in two minutes. But yet still, the same argument that you hear after every shooting is, oh, it wouldn't have mattered if we changed this law. That's not true in these cases. It's not true. There's a very easy change. And so anyway, this leads me to, Amanda, I would like your take on this, like, maybe not hopefulness, but it feels like, I don't know, is this not similar to the bump stock thing? Like, where I I mean, yeah, maybe, I mean, I guess I share Sarah's frustration and people being defeatist, but I also get frustrated and everybody's thinking, oh, the Senate needs to do something. Is it that is the only vector where you could have any kind of meaningful reform? I mean, yes, the NRA is very weak right now. I think everybody should be pressing the advantage, but quit waiting for someone to abolish the filibuster to get something done. I mean, if the problem is in the schools, I don't know why there's not more parental associations working with school boards to make sure that they have safety checks in place. Like there should be a national network of parents that goes to every school board and said, so these are the recommend, recommended practices to stop school shooters. And maybe it's not red flag laws, which I would like to see, because in every one of these cases, there's a pattern of behavior with the shooter where somebody says, yep, we, we knew that kid was messing around with guns. We knew he was making threats and nobody does anything. And so I think parents need to start going to these school boards and saying, what do you do when a kid is exhibiting violent tendencies and behaviors? What is your plan of action? Do you make a recommendation to you know, the local police? Do you follow up with the parents? Because I do think the schools have some responsibility. If you look at what happened in Oxford, Michigan, right? The kid was uh, making threats. The parents came to the school that day. He had a gun in his backpack and nobody searched it. And so I am, yes, you know, the U.S. federal government should do something, but there also should be pressure on these schools to actually keep up with the kids follow up with the parents and work with local police forces to stop this before they come to school with a gun. I want to come, I want to circle back to the school thing. Uh, but I, I just, I just want to stick on the Senate thing for a second. Uh, I mean, the darkest timeline here is I think the Senate could pass a 21 year potentially uh, increase and that the Supreme court would overturn it. Well, I'm also for uh, making so more restrictions 21 to get this type of weapon. If you want to get right. like a regular gun, like that could also work. Right. But I, I guess my question is, the Supreme Court thing is, our, you know, our darkest timeline, uh, which I think is very possible, especially if you look at what's been happening in the court and like the lower courts on gun stuff. But um, I, the Senate could pass. I mean, the federal red flag laws are kind of kind of don't work for a lot of practical reasons. But like, couldn't the Senate pass something that incentivizes states to do red flag laws, raises the federal age to 21 and also redirects the covid money? that was wasted that's just sitting there going to schools into some sort of school safety thing that'll 
fucking make John Cornyn happy where we have like door control or whatever. Like, couldn't why couldn't that ha- why isn't that possible? I just don't think that it's it's going to be effective. I mean, honestly, you can throw some money at the problem, but you need these engaged parents who are pissed that care that want to follow up and make sure this stuff gets done and aren't going to have this like garbage stuff for school say we can't discipline kids. We can't enforce any of this. You have to go there and pound, you know, what are we, how come we can organize more people against uh, critical race theory, which isn't even a thing. How come you can get more parents at school board meetings for that than to do something about this? You know, I look, I take that point to some degree, but I got to tell you, one of the things that I, I, I just, I think I don't agree with this and I'll tell you why. So the Senate is supposed to represent the collective will of the American public. And I believe that the collective will of the American public is for things that are like very basic, like raising the age to 21. And, and like, that's the Senate's job is to reflect back to us the things that we want to make us secure. And I have a lot of hesitation about telling schools that their job is to teach our kids uh, all of the things we want them taught in schools, but also be their armed guards and lock them in. I mean, oh no, yeah. That's... I just, I just, I just, I gotta tell you, I went to school and never, ever did I think somebody was gonna come in and shoot the school up. And and this idea of like door control, like locking the kids in, you know, like. I'm, I'm talking about behavioral counseling. I, yeah. I want to get to, I just I want to get to door control that I want to get to door control next but I, I just want to finish the Senate conversation really quick because I, I hear you I, I hear Amanda's point uh, I want to get to the practical things but like Rick Scott I don't know if people know this Rick Scott was the governor of Florida at, during Parkland he's the head of the NRSC right now after Parkland Florida did th- did a few did three things basically they passed red flag laws in the state. Uh, which which have prevented shootings. There have been exam- I, I had people, I've you know, folks, little community people DM me about gun stuff that were sending me pr- uh, tangible examples of, of how red flag laws have stopped mass shootings. They moved the age up to twenty one in Florida, and then they passed some like a bunch of school security stuff. Right, I want to get to the school security stuff in a second. Um, yeah, the big thing about Parkland, Park, they're like, we need to do the one door thing. It's like Parkland had yeah. one door, by the way. Parkland had one door. Just this, and just FYI, Parkland had one entrance. But anyway, whatever. That's what the people wanted. Why the kid was there, kicked why? out of school and he walked in with a double back. How that? Why happen? can't? Yeah, I mean, I guess what Rick Scott is going to say, but, but I guess my point is, my point is, there were, Rick Scott didn't suffer any political consequences. All people always say yeah. Republicans can't do this because the NRA, yeah, because right. their voters don't want it, and people get mad. Blah blah. blah. That's not true. They it's passed not these laws in Florida. Rick, they didn't care. The NRA didn't come for Rick Scott. Rick Scott ran for Senate. He didn't, he wasn't opposed by a gun, crazy gun guy. He won the Senate primary. He won this, he won the Senate general. He's a senator now. Like, why, why can't they? It's apathy is the only reason they it can't. It is do apathy. It. This is the thing. Is like, and this is a, this is across the board, across a lot of issues. All right. I, I dealt with a lot of Brad Raffensperger, uh, de, you know, defeatism, whatever, but like sometimes. Go prosecute a case, make it an issue. Like, Amanda, this is the one thing I would just say is like, I don't want parents to use all their energy, like creating fortresses out of their local schools. I would like them to use their energy to say to the Senate, like, we don't want to live like this. It doesn't have to be this way. Our kids shouldn't grow up this way. I wasn't trying to get into the door thing. I was just thinking about, I went to a school that wasn't even that big. And like, you got to go out the back door into the field. And like, if you were going to come back in, were you going to walk yeah. around the entire school? To get, it doesn't even make sense. And And, and we shouldn't, Kids should go to school to learn and they should feel safe there. And that should be a thing that as a society, we give them. 
It is unfair the burdens that we are asking our children to shoulder right now between the pandemic and anxiety over all of the world's ills and, and, and then mass shooting on top of it. They're not safe in schools. Like we should be able to say, to demand that we don't want to live this way. I guess I just, to be clear, I'm not okay, arguing for fortresses. Really Final thought though. Anyone yeah, I'm not arguing it? for fortresses, but I think in many cases, these kids clearly show they're struggling. People know they're struggling and they're permitted to struggle and flail and turn angry and isolate and become dangerous. And I just wish that there were more ways to identify them and get them into counseling, do whatever's needed, follow up the parents, figure out what the hell is going on in their house if there's guns swimming around. And this is where the red flag logs come in that I support. Um, final thing, just on politicking, because then I, I want to get into what's happening at that local level. So what's your, let's just do politics here. What Senate, do, can they, can we, can we, do we pass anything? Can anything pass? What's the most number of votes that can be They gotten? should introduce the Ron DeSantis Protect Florida law, right? All the Florida laws, make them national. Yeah, right. They Isn't should do that with voting too. There's like, like yeah. Florida's actually like got a bunch of good laws about a bunch of stuff. <gasps> Ron DeSantis is right. <laughs> would solve voting, which is solve like vote by mail and all these issues. Jonathan has zero. Jonathan last is in the JBL is in the chat. He says 0%. What percent chance do you have? Let's just around the horn. Amanda. Of, pa of passing something yeah. before the midterms? Yeah. Uh, 38% right now. Okay. Yeah. Right now. What if there was just, if they just passed a 21 law, I, and, and, and they fought for it. Here's the thing. You have to fight for it. You have to That's prosecute true. the case. You have to go on offense. You have to fight for it. Put Susan Collins. And this is why Schumer wastes all this time on show votes that they know aren't going to go yes. anywhere. And it's like, get them on the record on abortion. When like the only person to get on the record is Joe Manchin bucking his party. Go get and they're going to vote and break for Memorial Day weekend. Do you remember what was it with like the energy crisis back in like 2010? The house guys took over the floor. The lights were out. They stood there all weekend for like, this I don't even remember what the light bulbs or something. This is the same thing as impeachment. They all went on vacation, right? You know yeah. what I mean? That's why Mitch couldn't do impeachment before, before Trump was gone. Yeah, just, anyway. just, just give, give, like, this is what our leaders could do. They could show they want to fight for something. They could show it really matters to them. They could, Joe Manchin could uh could could do something here like i, I don't know look I, and i understand it may sound like i'm tilting at windmills but what i'm saying is is not what i think exactly will happen what i'm saying is is that part of the reason it doesn't happen is because everybody just gives in immediately and no yes. one tries and we should demand that they try uh you didn't give a percentage sarah because that's because your your real percentage is really low and you don't want to admit it is that what's happening the democrats aren't trying how can you have any percentage yeah, like 15%. Yeah, that, same. So Mine's 15. If there's a single Republican, a single person in the chat that Republicans still listen to because they don't listen to me anymore, I, I, my thing is to Sarah's thing, which is like, things are possible politically that, that the smart set is wrong about. Like the smart set is always saying, we can't do this, we can't do that because it doesn't, it's not going to work. People are going to be mad. And like, that's bullshit. Like 90% of the time, the Raffensburger case is just, is just example number one. Like Raffensburger just did the right thing and he ran and he won. And it's like, not, that's not always going to work, but more often than not, more often than not, it's going to work. Part of the reason is because people don't pay that close attention to fucking politics. And so like, they're not going to get that mad about, about doing, if you do some stuff, but anyway, that's a side rant. I want to, I want to get down into the school stuff itself and the protests around it, but before, and I really want to focus on the conservative response, but before I do that, why is it, I want to do a bulwark pattern on the back moment. Sometimes I, I feel like, why is it 
that the bulwark that us, the never Trumpers are the only people that are consistent. It's like, is, are, the, is, are the only people in America that did not want schools to be shut down for kids in COVID because we didn't want kids to be in masks and shut down. And we also think that kids should be protected for guns. Are we the only ones that I feel, I feel sometimes like we're the only ones in America that are like this, because even the, the people like one inch to the right of us, there were some people trying to dunk on me on Twitter who were like pretty st stalwart anti-Trumpers, but like they're one inch to the right of me on gun stuff. And, and, you know, they're the most outraged about the kids in masks and how these kids in masks are going to, are being traumatized for their life. Like that Mary Catherine Ham, who I like smart person was on Bill Maher a couple weeks ago about how the kids are traumatized for life over the masks. And yet she doesn't think we should do anything about, about limiting, you know, any sort of response to, to guns to, to, to respond to these kids in schools. Like, do you, do you sometimes feel lonely on, about, well, on I this? will say I've been inconsistent, you know, back Definitely. when to me mansion, when I was working on the hill for cruise, you know, I, I thought I genuinely believe that the school shootings were, you know, an evil tragedy that would only happen once in my lifetime. I, I believe that I <laughs> believe in killing the bill. I thought it would lead to a federal gun registry. That would be bad. This was just an excuse that Obama was using to get all the gun reforms that they've always wanted, yada, yada, yada. But history has proven me wrong. It keeps happening. Right. It keeps happening. And so Reality I think in the face in. of this evidence, you have to reevaluate things. And so I was, I will tell you, I was wrong. It's Thank terrible. You. I feel that way, by the way, about the school closures. I think that people had reasonable reasons to want to close schools at the beginning. I, you know, I think like eventually facts get in the way of, of like your ideological priors. But but I, I, do you see any reflection on that, Sarah? None. There's like none out there. there Am I missing not. somebody? And, and no, and I mean, this was, this was one of the things I was trying to like tease out with JVL today was like, you could spend a lot of time just like hitting everybody for hypocrisy. Um, and the thing that I think the Never Trumpers have, it's not necessarily consistency. It is the ability to reevaluate our priors. Um, it is, it, that that is it more. It is the ability to say, because I actually agree with Amanda, you know, I grew up, um, as I say often in central Pennsylvania, lots of guns everywhere. Never saw a shooting of a human, saw lots of shooting of deer. Yeah. Um, but like guns were like in people's living rooms. And so when the way that the left talked about guns was so derisive and so like smug about people who might have guns as though they were all terrible. And like in fifth grade, we took hunter safety as like a course. <laughs> like it was like the school taught us hunter safety because we were all roaming around in the woods where the hunters were. And so, uh, and, and so culturally, I was never afraid of guns, but like the world has changed. And I think that to ignore it and to just be, just to say that each thing is just a, like, one of the things that's, this is, it's this, when people are like, don't politicize this, I'll yeah. say the only available solution to us is a political one. And so right now, we, there is no reason not to talk politics because the, where politics is going to be the solution to this problem in front of us. That is not politicizing it. It is how we reach for solutions in this moment. And it is not about taking on gun culture or all these people to say, got to be 21. And if you, you know, have all these problems and, are, but like, the thing is, is like me with my more conservative libertarian instincts, I actually, I much prefer a federal guidance that sets the limit at 21 than I do like a lot of what did, what did Herschel Walker say? Like we should be checking people's social media. Monitoring you know, like, people's social like, media. The Patriot, of Act. Yeah. Patriot Act for high school kids is a conservative right. response now. Right. Ridiculous. Can I say something about reevaluating yeah, things? But you know, the gun culture has changed. I mean, Sarah, I grew up in rural Michigan. 
like, you know, I saw many guns over the mantle, deer bleeding out the garage every fall, that kind of thing was not scared of guns. Never, never would have thought, you know, my friends that went hunting would ever bring a gun to probably had them in their trunk at school. Never worried about it. Was never scared about it, but the gun culture has changed. And one of the things that has caused me to reevaluate is how political the NRA has become, right? Like the NRA is not a gun safety organization that teaches people how to use this in a safe way to defend their family and their home. They got overtly political in scary ways, quite frankly, through the Obama years. You know, where I live, I see this all the time. I was telling Charlie on the secret show the other day that the flags I see a lot now, along with FJB, are like an American flag with an AR-15 silhouette in front of it or flags that say God's gun, Trump. I mean, these are common things and that scares the crap out of me. So yes, it's become political, but the gun culture has gotten scary. And I do think part of this has to do with, you know, a lot of guys coming home from the wars that we fought and not being able to deal with it. So like, there's a lot going into that. What I, um, there's another thing that's changed about gun culture. Jim Swift is our gun expert. So he can maybe Google this and come on screen and tell me what the number is. But I mean, we're all old. So since we were a kid growing up, the number of AR-15s that have been sold, like, they're about like 80 million more AR-15s. I mean, I'm making this number up, but there, and there are millions upon millions of more AR-15s in the marketplace than there were. Mm-hmm. And its popularity skyrocketed, you know, in the last 10 years. And so again, I mean, like the Columbine kids, remember they had like bombs and like a bunch of different weapons, right? Uh, you know, like it's mm-hmm. a different animal. Gun culture is a different animal if the person is... is using a handgun than if they have 370 rounds yeah, and a bunch of high capacity mags. Just Republican members like carrying at political events. Like that's only 600,000. So I was maybe a little off with 80 million. Thanks, Jim Murphy. But you know what I mean? That's a lot. It's a lot more. Sorry, Amanda. No, I'm just saying it's a part of the culture and the politics. I, I, I don't recall when I was growing up that people like Lauren Boebert were carrying guns, you know, on their thigh, like a fashion accessory. That seems new. Yeah, or they had the ISIS cross behind her. She had the ISIS cross behind her on the on the Zoom. I mean, what is there? Obviously, this is just a this is just rage juice to bring this up, but I, I, we just have to. Is there any good? Is there any even iota of good faith in the in the Republican the coming Republican response to this of, of door control? Because. I, I, is there even one piece of because this does touch a little bit on what Amanda was saying? It is it's related to getting this down to the school boards, getting sc- schools more secure. There I, needs I to my, be my opinion calls. is it's all fucking bullshit, but I, I would like to hear at least some. If there's a, is there any articulation of good faith of the of the of this response? No. No, no. Listen, this is. I mean, part of it is one of the reason people feel very defeatist about this. And I understand this is that. People are always like, I've seen this movie before. I lived it like two weeks ago when they shot up a grocery store and killed all these black people. Like it is everybody, everybody is like, I've seen this. We've seen kids die. We've seen the school shootings. We understand the profile of the shooters. And so one of the things that that's done is it's given basically these Republican politicians a playbook. And the playbook is this, say anything other than, blame anything other than guns. You can blame, it doesn't matter what you blame. You reach for any solution, mental health, Blame, yeah. put it in the schools category, put it in the, the inept response from the from the cop, like whatever it is, just don't blame the guns. In fact, any solution involving guns has to be about more guns, has to be arming the teachers or having more security guards or whatever. It has to involve more guns. And, and so there is no good faith. 
this is something that they have practiced. This is something their comm strategists are aware of, which is we, if we say guns, we say more guns. Otherwise, we say fewer doors, uh, mental health, anything else that's not guns. The door thing just is really, it's part of, partly under my nerves because I was getting trolled on Twitter today by all the right, not really trolled because they were fucking idiots. So they looked like an idiot every time. Like literally some National Review guy tweeted at me. He's like, well, why can't schools be like airports that have limited doors? And I'm like, what are you, t-? I was like, have you been to, have you ever been to an airport? Like, who are these people? It's like, do they doors. live in society? Like their airports have thousands of doors. Uh, but, but to me, I just, I had to do some Googling just to make sure I wasn't the crazy one on this. I knew I wasn't, but I had to double check. Parkland, one door. Okay, they, they had done the recommended door control at Parkland. Everybody was funneled in through, through one door at Parkland. Didn't matter. Sandy Hook, one door. Dude didn't go through the front door. He went through the back door, shot it, shot through it. His weaponry was so powerful that he shot through the door and went in a locked door in the back. Columbine, which I lived through, they, the, they didn't have the one door, but it didn't matter. Those guys came in from the, uh, from the fields and then they started shooting people who were having lunch outside. They came in during lunchtime. Uh, and I assume at any school during lunchtime, people are walking around and kids who go to the school know when lunchtime is, know when it is time between the classes is. So they start shooting people at lunch and then walked in a different door and then shot the school resource officer. So like, I, I mean, it's like, fine. Okay, sure. We should do best practices. I'm with you. I'm, every, I, I'm with everybody on like, we should do best practices at these schools. But like, it's fucking ridiculous. There's no evidence that, that it's helping. Tell me that any of that stuff all together, all added up is more potent a solution than taking away the rights of 18 year olds who are connected to the Obviously schools not. to buy guns. Here's the other thing. While we were all together, Amanda did hit her apology. And I, I, I mean, I was maybe only 19. I switched on this pretty young, but I bought after Columbine, the good guy with the gun theory. I bought it. I was like, I don't know. Maybe the right answer is that there should have been, you know, people who know how to use guns in the school. Has has any talking point ever in the history of talking points had a worse week than the good guy with the gun talking point this week? I mean, in Buffalo, there was a good guy with a gun. He got killed. And then nine other people got killed after that. And, and Uvalde, as best I can tell, Uvalde, I, I'll get into this next, the cops. In Uvalde, it seems like there were like 100 good guys with guns there. And only one bad guy with a gun. And yet he killed 19 people. So like, how can that, how can that talking point possibly persist another day after, after the last 10 days? I assume you guys also bought into it for a little while. No. Yeah. I mean, I would say it made sense. You know, school resource officers are generally a good thing for schools that can have them, but. Here's what, here's what I bought. So uh, there was a, political scientist from the Manhattan Institute, whose name is escaping me a woman. She had a kind of a seminal book or essay called more guns, less crime. And she made a very strong Heather McDonald. McDonald. Thank you. Thank you. And she made a very crazy, right? They're all crazy. She did. She she went crazy. But so back in my young conservative days, when all I did was read all of these people's writings, uh, you know, she made a very strong empirical case about the idea that where there were more guns and people had, the awareness that somebody might be armed, that they were less likely to try to shoot people because the chances of somebody shooting them back were high. And that made intuitive sense to me. In part, I think, because I did grow up around lots of people who had guns and nobody who brandished them. And so I guess there was this part of me that was like, 
Well, that makes sense because everybody knew that like other people had guns. And so that's why no one was ever waving them around. But I don't, I just think that's, um, I just think that's crazy now. It's just crazy. Um, and, and, and look, you could even tell me, this is the thing is like, I'm, I'm up for a debate about the idea of gun control writ large in society versus 18 year olds having access to guns who also have access to school and children. Um, and so like, if you want to tell me that um, adults who are law abiding, who are over 21 should be able to buy guns, like I, that's a different thing to me than, um, and, and I guess some of it comes down to this debate around like who is an adult, but we have decided on a number of fronts yeah. that 18 is too young for a bunch of stuff. And I think this is another one where we should decide. Can't that. rent a car to a 25. Maybe we should have a 25 standard. Um, Amanda, where, where are you on teachers packing heat? No, I, I, no, I no. My biggest fear having teachers armed in the classroom is insane. I think any high school, a teacher, you know, I'm not a small person. I could be easily overtaken by any 18 year old kid. A hundred percent. There's a fight in school. Those guns are getting loose. I think about the Capitol police who leave guns like in the bathroom sometimes like the best of the best. They, they can't control their weapons in a secure setting. No, I do not want teachers armed. I think that is. And also like, you know, what, what Ted Cruz wants to arm the teachers unions. Is, is that what he's going for? I mean, it's just a cheap talking point to get around the problem. But how are Democrats right? defund the police was just a cheap talking point. I, I can't like how are Democrats not able to go on offense on some of this stuff? Like, really? Like, like arming teachers? Is that a winner? Is that a is that a polling winner? Again, side rage, side rage. It is not Democrats fault that this is happening. It is not Democrats fault that the Republicans act in bad faith and uh, and make all these arguments. But at some point, you do have to be like, are you here? Like, be the offense on this. How can you lose to these guys? Yeah. Like literally mock them mercilessly for the door control. Mock them. It is mockable. These, these guys shouldn't be able to make, none of these should get off the mat in terms of arguments. Um, can I, just, can we, yeah, I guess about the, the 18 bumping up to 21. I mean, I feel like that's a new idea, right? It does make a lot of sense, but I don't feel like it's one that's actually Florida been embraced it. by the Democrats. No, no, not no. I think, I I think because the, they think it's small ball. I think, I, I think it's right. before this. Yeah, I think it's because they thought it was okay. small ball. Yeah. This is the problem. The problem is, is Democrats won't do anything unless they can get all their way. That's, that's all right. the way that they want. And it, it is, it, this is the, this is the part it's like, and it's like yep. the Roe v. Wade vote. You know, yep. it's like, it's like Roe. It's like, well, we want all of Roe and we don't want any of the 500 voting laws. Rights. And it's like, it's the voting rights. I mean, this is the thing. I have never worked and cheered for the Dems so hard. Want them to go on offense. Um, to the point where I got to say, I don't really need to like litigate Beta Row work, but even I found it somewhat personally satisfying. To this see is going to be my next question. To see him just get up. And, so, and I was teaching a class in Chicago and one of the kids, I hadn't seen it. And one of the kids asked me about like, did you see what Beta Row work did? And shouldn't Democrats throw away respectability politics? And I was like, no, we should not abandon respectability politics. And Democrats shouldn't sink to Republicans level and some of this stuff. But then I saw the clip and I was like, no, that's good. Yeah. Like, stand he up was and respectable. He didn't like interrupt the meeting that yeah, much. He, he yelled, he walked point. out when he was told to, but he made his point. I thought that was perfectly civil, honestly. He just looked like he gave a shit, which is what I would like to see from people. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'd like to see a TV ad that's like that shows the school shooting kids' death and be like, Republicans' answer to this is to give t is to give fucking Mrs. Jameson a gap. All right, in homeroom. That's their answer. And like you and and see how that goes. Arming teachers. 
and and, and turning to fund the like police into arming teachers. I mean, there's many people that have called for arming teachers. It's called for ar- defunding the police at this point. And so I just I don't understand. Maybe maybe it's more popular. I don't. Maybe I'm wrong about this. We could do some polling. We can ask Echelon Insights to do some polling for us and see if arming teachers. Maybe that's a 4060 issue in this country. Who the fuck knows? Um, my the thing about Beto that I noticed that I'd like to hear uh, your guys' thoughts are is boy the cops were pretty on the ball when it came to getting Beto out of there. You know, the sheriff was up there, with this big hat and his big boots, and he had two cops pushing him out the door. With his gun. He, was, he was out of there in about 90 seconds. I saw the I was watching that clip on Twitter. They fit it within the Twitter two minute limit before he was out of there. Where were those guys the day before? Should we be what like what is like what is happening with the with the with the police force down there? Like they have a SWAT team, apparently. I saw a picture of them with all their tactical gear. They've got military enough military gear to fucking arm f- to invade Fallujah, but but nobody went in. I, so I, I tried to get into this on the secret pod, and JBL stopped me because he was like, "We don't know yet exactly what happened." We know. And, and 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 look, I, I don't know. exactly. I do know I watched a video of parents. The thing is, I'll never forget this video. I'll never forget it. And I'll never forget the parents begging the police officers to do something. And like they were tackling the parents uh, and like not doing it. And so like, I don't know, maybe there were cops handling things elsewhere. So like, I don't know, because I just I'm very skeptical of videos. And so JBL's caution was correct. Um, But I just. um, I'm sorry, JBL's caution was incorrect. There was it was an hour. There was an hour. Parents, okay, and maybe there are other reasons. Maybe the police can come forward and give us another reason why they they didn't enter. But they lied in their first press conference. They lied, and then they had another press conference today where they backtracked, okay? And then their parents, their interviews with parents were like, we sat here and watched them do not, we screamed at them to do something. A parent got handcuffed. Another parent, I think, was menaced with a taser. Like, what the fuck were they doing? uh, The principal had to come unlock the door where the shooter was because they couldn't break down the door. Like, whoa, I just, I don't know. And the police department is half of the funding of of Uvalde. They may get 4 million a year. Like, I don't, maybe these guys just need a horse and a gun. I I don't don't know. Maybe I'm 40 funding the police. Like, just give these guys a horse and a handgun. I don't, I I think. I don't know why we need all this tactical gear if they can't get into the fucking school when eight-year-olds are getting massacred i'm not for funding the i'm not for defunding the police uh but <laughs> i am it is weird to me that ultimately the border patrol was the one that shot the kid and um, that guy just really quick because i've been ranting that guy might be a legitimate hero we don't know this yet yeah. but but my understanding but based on what we know because the cops have been lying for two days we don't really know what happened but but it's it, it sounds like there was a border patrol base of some kind or office in that town and so people live there who are, who are part of the border patrol and the person that went in Bartek, thank you, Jim, uh, a burst, uh, the person that went in may, may very well have not even been called or been on duty, but just, but just gone. in. Um, and if so, uh, an obvious like hero there, uh, and, and should be applauded, but I don't know, Amanda, what is your, I, I, because this is happening, this debate's coming. I was on MS earlier, and it was just like an hour of police bashing. So I, I don't know what's what's your what's yeah, your I mean, take I mean, on this, we don't have all the information. Obviously, it's ridiculous, but like, what's the recourse? You could increase the liability if they don't respond a certain amount of time, and what parents can sue the police, and they get some money. They don't uh, like they don't get their kids back. Like I don't know what you do. I don't know how you train these guys, but then they're they didn't want to go in. I mean, that's what it gets down to. Either they didn't know how 
which is unacceptable given that they were all geared up and they were there or they didn't want to, they were scared. They weren't prepared for it. They weren't going to do it. I mean, I think we saw a little bit of this at Parkland. And so I don't, what do you do if the police won't do their job? They didn't. Yeah, I just, I just I'm thinking about the parking, like part of the parkland too is like, it's like a security guard. They're like mall cops, you know, they're whatever. Yes. But these, these, like, and that's, and that's like a big part of what, what people are doing. They're like going to put in a budget for some like 50 year old retired, 55 year old retired cop who like, and like, but here, Tim, to answer your question, why were they Johnny on the spot to grab Beto and nobody uh, went and got, went after the shooter? Because Beto's easy they, to grab. We, yeah. He had a gun and Beto didn't. Yeah. He was murdering people and Beto was standing there making an argument. Like, that's why. And and so, you know, uh, maybe we should stop, like, terrorizing our children to have active shooter drills. And maybe we should have cops. Like, because I don't want to get, I don't want to, to cop bash. I, I genuinely don't. They have to go run into the face of danger where somebody is actively shooting. And A, I think we should have, like, basic common sense laws that keep those things from happening all the time. Um, but we should also have a police force that's capable of responding to them. Well, to be charitable, no cop is going to go running guns blazing into a school because there's children there. Unless they know exactly where the person is, they're not going to rush in there ready to shoot and take somebody down because the chance of you yeah. accidentally killing a kid is extremely high. Uh, oh yeah, I'm, I hear that. Uh, look, I'm being snarky because like my problem is 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 that why are we paying like there's this big the debate happening about police funding where like where democrats are getting killed and like all of these republicans are like fund like we need more police funding and these guys have military style tactical gear that gets sent to all these police stations and you see them you saw we saw the videos you see them walking around they've got these body body armor and and I, all i'm saying is like I, I don't look, I don't know what I'd do in these sorts of situations. I, it's, it's very challenging. It's a moving situation. Who knows what information they ha all had and all this, but it's like, but they should gonna, be going in to at least distract the guy. If you're going to complain and say, we need to get funded and we need to have all these fancy tools and we need to have all these fun toys that they yeah. have in, in Maripal, then like, when there's a school shooting and eight-year-olds are dying, you kind of got to use them. Is is my is only my thing. My, I'm I'm like otherwise, let's just go back to Barney Fife, and you can have a you can have a horse and a handgun, and that's fine if you're not going to go in. That that that's all. I'm saying. I will say, yeah, at least they have to go in. They had enough people to go in the yeah. building and at least distract, surround the guy, not shoot him down, but at least rush him, yell at him, do something. And this is the other problem with the with the conservative the conservative solution of like we have one entrance and we have a security like are Republicans going to pay that guy? To your point about the mall cops, Sarah, like what what kind of guy are we? There are one hundred thirty thousand schools in America. Like how much are we paying these guys? Are we going to pay them triple a teacher rate? Like how do we get somebody that's a good person standing there? You know, like it's just it's all it's all not feasible. Um, uh, there are comments saying that I'm revving everybody up and getting them all mad again 48 hours later. Uh, they're calming down. Uh, David Winkler in the thing um, asked me uh, or asked us, uh, today 18-year-olds grew up after Sandy Hook and iPhones and Insta, COVID, two years of COVID. I mean, is are there other, you know, I, I can't that, all, I think that also needs to be part of the discussion about raising the gun age, but like, is there other things that we should be doing in these schools? I Like we do... I was being snarky earlier, but we do have like 192 million in COVID funding for school a billion. That's just that didn't get used. So I don't know. Are there other answers to this besides the gun bans? 
I mean, obviously social media reform and having these social media companies, you know, when there is a threat, I mean, they they can ban a female nipple on Instagram, but someone can send messages, fetishizing guns, talking about violent threats, live streaming, you know, murder, but they can regulate a women's nipple. Like, I think they can do something about this and that should definitely be part of the discussion. I mean, look, I think they should use the money to teach the kids math and English and pay teachers more and like have a robust public education system that, you know, with mental health and 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 nurses on school, like I, that's what I think they should put the money into. I don't think they should do it into turning these schools into prisons. I just, I, I really think that we're having a lot of the wrong conversations and, and that creating these like fortresses for our kids where they, they're like already, I, I, you guys, we all have young kids now. And so for the first time, I am like deeply looking and engaged and worried about all the mental health issues that seem to be plaguing teenagers uh, and even middle schoolers who have had to live through a pandemic, but who also like, they're scared the world's going to end because of climate. They grew up knowing about climate change and they're worried, you know, that there's going to be a shooter that comes to their school. And then they've got all these people on social media telling them that their life isn't good enough and that they're not good enough and cyberbullying and like the shit that they deal with is nothing like we dealt with. And I'm, I'm so afraid for all of them. And I just feel like we're failing our kids if we as the adults now, we are not the kids anymore. We are the grownups. And we should be saying that this isn't how we have to live. And we should be like demanding more of our society. Like we are part of society. We should be demanding more of it. All right. I've gotten everybody's blood pressure to 13. Sarah's not going to sleep tonight. Uh, we're yeah. going to do two other things really quick. We got five minutes. Um, I'm trying to think which one we should do first. Uh, let's uh, let's do. I don't. I don't know if you heard, but the former president of the United States was cheering on uh, uh, that assassination of his vice president. Um, that news came out this week, and people didn't talk about it. Uh, you know, uh, nobody denied it. Uh, same report had Mark Meadows as chief of staff, I guess, uh, throwing stuff into the fire. I didn't even know the White House had a working fireplace um, that throwing documents into the fire. Um, also, no denial of that, I guess. Um, what do we think? Um, where are we in our society where the former president can ask for his vice president's assassination? And that kind of be the number 19 story of the week. Well, it sounds to me like all of Mark Meadows' aides are singing their hearts out to the January 6th committee, right? Like I, I've said for a while now, all, all roads lead to and through Mark Meadows, who was, you know, right beside Donald Trump through it all. And you've just got to think if they were, you know, joking, laughing, cheering on the hanging of Mike Pence at that most critical moment, what other kind of violence do they want? I mean, all roads lead to violence. You know, that's why we got there because that option was always on the table. And so, you know, I think Mark Meadows is exceptionally interesting because I mean, even like the crazy, the seizure of voting machines, but all the talk about the Insurrection Act, which I've, you know, low-key been obsessed with. Um, Mark Esper, that was his moment where he broke with the Trump administration, got fired for it because he opposed invoking the Insurrection Act so that, you know, Trump could send in the troops to do his bidding. Um, you know, it just, it just seems like it, it was always con- going to end in violence. And that's something that they knew in, in plan for. Um, Sarah, do you have anything on that? Or do you want the happy question? I'll the happy question. Okay. Uh, for that, I noticed our, my good, my man, I really admire Russell Moore is in the uh, chat uh, right now. He's a- We're sorry for the swearing. 
Just sorry for the swearing. You're sorry. Um, I didn't swear. Uh, sorry for the I swearing. I usually don't swear, but I kind of did tonight. And I just an absolutely just gobsmacking, horrifying, angering, but also marvelous piece from him um, that I would recommend everybody uh, read. If you haven't, you can Google it. Um, Sarah, uh, I, I just feel like you should get to do a little victory lap about Brad Raffensperger. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of bad things have happened in our society the last week. Um, I, I, I think I said in another place, I, I, I literally can't remember the last time a Republican primary result happened. And I, and I felt like this was an unadulterated good. Like not like the person I preferred or not like I'm enjoying this because of schadenfreude or whatever. Like, like this was an unadulterated good result. The people chose a good person. Uh, so what do you, what's your take on that? Okay, so I just want to say a couple things about it that really make me happy. Like this isn't this isn't unadulterated good. I, I, I'm sad that... Um, I don't know. I said this, but like, you got to take the good news where you can get it right now. And this is like one of those things that you should celebrate uh, because right now in Georgia, there may be a lot of things that you don't like that uh, Kemp uh, or Brad Raffensperger will do policy-wise, but they're not going to overturn an election. And it means that in one of the swing states, we now know they won't overturn an election. Now in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, and Arizona. Arizona. Saw a good poll in Arizona today, by the way. Carrie Lake down five. I was really happy to see yeah, that. Yeah, because Carrie Lake is a crazy person. These are winnable races. You guys are going to hear this a lot from me, that the defeatism, again, pushing back on the defeatism, that there are such bad candidates at the governor's level. And, and this is one of the lessons of Raffensperger. One of the lessons is, is that state-level races are different from the national races. They're different from the federal races. And just think about the fact that Brad Raffensperger and Brian Kemp won the same night that Marjorie Taylor Greene and Herschel Walker did. We're doing an analysis right now uh, in the Marjorie Taylor Greene. So just like, there's a lot of Marjorie Taylor Greene, Brad Raffensperger voters. Um, okay, that's so that is, uh, that is crazy. Um, but let me just tell you another thing to be happy about, which is that Brad Raffensperger is going to be the harder Republican to beat. Jody Heiss would have been the easier Republican for Democrats to beat, but that did not stop Democrats many of them from pulling Republican ballots and voting for Brad Raffensperger because they did not want to roll the dice on Jody Heiss. And I cannot tell you, like when I talk about the big broad pro-democracy coalition, that is it. That is a country over party move. Now, look, I think some of those people probably are semi-Republicans who voted for Joe Biden in 20 and now are sort of coming back. But there's a lot of them who are Dems and just like did the pro-democracy thing. And I think that we should celebrate this, but it is also evidence of the thing that I'm always telling about. And so I will just say that when we, we pulled the race, saw that it was close, much closer than people were thinking, we had been doing the focus groups, knew that Jody Heist didn't have any name ID. And so we helped marshal a bunch of resources and, and help get them into the state to support Brad. And a bunch of money went in in the last couple of weeks. And he won and everybody counted him out. And so just the idea that you can't do anything and make a difference is wrong. You can. It is just a matter of people saying, it's the easy thing is to always say you can't do it. That's the easy thing because then nobody has to do anything. But like a lot of times if you do something, you can make a difference. And lots of people did. I'm not saying it was me, um, but there were people who recognized the opportunity and made an effort and he won. Amen. Amen. We're one minute early, but I can't, I don't have anything better than that to end on. Uh, thank you guys for, go, for uh, being with us tonight. I'm so sorry. If I increase your blood pressure to a degree that sleeping is going to be harder tonight, um, I'll, I owe you. 
Uh, and um, I'm on Charlie's podcast tomorrow. So if you have a sense for where my head is, maybe you might want to save that till you're ready for it mentally. Uh, we will see you guys all next Thursday. Um, hug those kiddos. All right.